0: Yeah. Bono looking to pass the football, goes in the middle, passes cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Danon Hughes, put the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and ten for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Gators halfback pass, Marcus Allen right side, touchdown Kansas City, Dan Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst, Dana and Hughes.
1: This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season. And we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight years.
0: But you can call it. D nice. And D nice we'll have to update that because we can say now five straight years. We'll have to update that promo for next year, huh?
1: I was just thinking the same thing when uh, when that came up. What's going on, fellas?
0: Hey, um, let me ask you this. You, you familiar with Mike Hilton? Uh yes I am. Are you familiar with this? We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, hey, baby. Hey, hey see you see you mine. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. So this guy's on the sideline saying, we'll see you in Burrowhead. If you were in that locker room right now and the chiefs heard that, like what's the mindset of athletes going into a game where another team is talking all sorts of
1: noise. So, um, so, so here's the deal. Like Josh, you've been around me a a long time. Obviously you too, Bob, like there's times where you, as a former athlete where you get asked the question, do you miss the game? Do you miss, you know, playing football or what have you? And then there's the other component of, from my perspective, there are times where you kind of jump. It's kind of like that, you know, like quantum leap type of thing where you jump in and out of those feelings and those mindsets where, yeah, I don't miss the painful Mondays and the ice tubs and, you know, the, constant treatment and stuff like that but from a psyche standpoint there are times where i kind of go in and out and this is going to be a difficult week for me from a broadcasting standpoint because when i go in like i go in in silence (laughs) like i like i go in and like i am in my own zone my own world i don't really talk uh you know i feel like 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 a caged animal and like like and I can't be that because guess what I got to use my voice I can't use my shoulder pads and helmet anymore so to answer your question I think I did just answer your question but to answer your question <laughs> like the the emotions that go in and out when you hear stuff like that it's kind of different level and I know the fans hear that and they'll get riled up and you know I reposted it on on Twitter and everybody will be, you know, all in their feelings. But from a player standpoint, it's different. Like, it's a it's a different disrespect when it comes directly from a player as opposed to a fan base. So, yeah, uh, if I was in that locker room, it would definitely be the hot topic of the day. I, I just
0: feel like, Danon, like we're at Tuesday. And Cincinnati has done more talking in the last two days than most teams do in an entire calendar year. And that just tells me they're getting waxed out there on Sunday.
1: You know what? It tells me that there's no excuses. Like, to me, like, from from a player standpoint, I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been where we played the Colts the year after we lost to them in the playoffs and we lost again uh, because the emotions rose so high that I, we couldn't really – we couldn't bring ourselves down to actually play football. Um And that can be a detriment. But I feel like this team obviously is different. And when you think about the dynamic of what's leading into this game, your offensive line, giving up hits to Patrick Mahomes, he's injured, um, you know, not necessarily the most efficient game uh, all around, but kind of consistent but not the most efficient game in the divisional round win. Like, I feel like everything is stacked up for us to, like, explode on Sunday and, like, with no excuses. Like, you can't say they're not talking trash because they are. You can't say, well, this is the first time we're we're facing them because it's not. You can't say that uh, we have the superior players at the biggest positions because there's a lot of people that are trying to bring – Joe Burrow up to the level of Patrick Mahomes. So, like, everything that you might think that could, could quash or could quench that emotional explosion is null and void. Like, it's all brewing at the top. And to me, like, I don't know if there's a more anticipated time or game to play that I've seen. Maybe the AFC Championship, when we won it and we went to the Super Bowl, um, because we had played two teams that beat us that year to get back to the Super Bowl, but other than that, I don't know if there's a more anticipated game that I can remember than this upcoming matchup.
0: Chiefs color analyst Dean Hughes joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs bought into the talk a little bit in the first matchup. I gotta believe this time they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be uh, squashed from talking back.
1: Yeah, if I'm sitting in that locker room. And no disrespect to any of the media guys, Adam, or anybody else. But if you come into my lock, I got nothing to say. Nope. Yeah, right. and it's not and it's not out of fear. It's out of like I just got nothing to say. Like just hurry somebody fast, press the fast forward button to Sunday, and let's get it on. We're ready to roll.
0: I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ankle Watch 2023. On Besco in the morning. All right, Danon, how do you think that's going to impact Sunday? I don't care about practicing. That's the lamest question. Can he play without practicing? Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody ask. Let's talk about how that high ankle sprain truly affects playing football.
1: Uh, well, it does affect it to some respect, and uh, you know whether it's going to be significantly better than what we saw in the game when he came back in, and and probably some people might think, okay, well, it's going to be better. He's got a week off. Well. The adrenaline that is going through your body, people will tell you, especially athletes will tell you that you don't feel a lot of that pain while you're still playing. Like I was talking during the broadcast and I mentioned with Mitch, like halftime coming out of halftime is my biggest concern after he got injured because you're sitting down for 12 minutes and you're not moving around and you're cold. And then you have to come back out. That would tell me a lot about it so the fact that he was able to overcome that is encouraging but what I did see in the second half is some some challenges with where they ran the ball not necessarily just the drop back but like him trying to to reach and give a handoff off to jerk McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco was a struggle uh, so those are the intricate parts of the game that I'm concerned everybody's going to be watching okay when he drops back because it's his right ankle, that's the back foot that plants. So how is that plant foot going to look? Uh, as, a, as a defense, like I'm really getting down into the X's and O's here, but as a defense, if you're a defensive back, you are backpedaling until you see the quarterback plant his back foot, which is his right foot. So you got to be careful about, you know, how you remedy if you can't put full weight on that ankle because you can be tipping off your passes, tipping off the routes, et cetera. I can see that. I can tell you that the Bengals defensive backs will be squatting at about 15 to 20 yards because they're going to be watching. If they're not in man-to-man coverage, they're going to be watching Patrick Mahomes and when he plants that foot because he knows they're going to know that the ball is going to come out. So you're going to see them take some chances early in the game. They'll definitely have Hilton coming on those blitzes like he did last week against Josh Allen because they want to see, again, how mobile is Patrick Mahomes and how comfortable is he going to be in that pocket when he knows he's going to get hit. So there's going to be packages and, 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 and things that are happening during that game to test him. But from my perspective, Patrick showed extremely, tough, uh, extremely high level of toughness. And I feel like like the adrenaline, if the adrenaline was flowing in him to get him back into the game last week, the adrenaline is going to be 10 times more to get him through this game. And I feel like he's going to make a, make a statement in the first drive or two to let them know that the ankle is not a factor.
0: Fake it till you make it, right?
1: Yep. And then that's why, hey, that's why God made doctors, right? They made God made doctors and ice bags after the game. There you go. All right. What are the other thing? I,
0: I think the last matchup, Dan, a key mistake, a uh, key turnover, uh, a, a big sack, and then the defense unable to get off the field. I mean, there were like three things that happened at the tail end of that game or else You know, you're talking maybe about a win in the first matchup. These two teams are matched up. I know the feel is that Cincinnati might have the Chiefs number, but uh, the fact is they played two, really, three, really close games in recent vintage.
1: Pretty much three identical games. I mean, defense couldn't get off the field, couldn't get the hits on Joe Burrow like other teams have done. I think that's the number one thing that I'll be paying attention to. We still have a Chris Jones, no postseason sacks. He said he was going to get one last week to to shut everybody up. That did not happen. So I want to see that this week. Um, And also getting them off the field. I want to see their punter. Like, I want to see a lot of their punter in this game. They'll probably roll the dice at times if they're fourth and four or less uh, because they don't want to continue to give Patrick Mahomes and our offense more opportunities. But when you go back to the three matchups, they were pretty identical. We either made a mistake with a penalty or we made a mistake with the turnover from Travis Kelsey that opened the door for them to snatch a victory. This is a closely contested game. This is going to, this is what it's going to be. Uh, I think they are, as of now uh, we are underdogs, I think, right? Mm-hmm. by yep. one. Yep. So there's another extra little slap in the face um, to come here to Arrowhead and be the three seed when we're the one seed and you'd be a one point uh, favorite. So, A lot going on there, and, uh, I mean, we could spend another – Two hours on the phone talking about it. All right, uh, but it's about it's about being about it
0: this week. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Chris Jones. <laughs> Bob, <that's> all, right. <laughs> all right, I'm talking yeah, about two hours. True, so yeah, you you got to be fine. fired up today yeah. in a good and bad way. Like when you're talking about Mahomes' ankle and how they're going to look at him. I'm like Ugh, I don't like that, but you I don't like want him tipping the trash off. talking. I'm ready to go. Like, but to me, Dana, and and, and you mentioned it with with Chris Jones. I, I mean, he's got to show up to work this week and not move the pocket. That's some you know football coach watching the all twenty two. He's got to make impact plays.
1: Absolutely. He does. It's time. I mean, I think he had a great season. Some people could argue that he could be defensive player of the year. Um, Outstanding numbers, especially the pressures, tackles for loss, and the sacks. But, like, this is your moneymaker right here. At this point, like, this is not the Chargers that are making their first uh, you know, play into the postseason. It's not the Raiders last year where they stumbled into the playoffs and you had a really good season. Like, we we talk about how spoiled we are here in the Chiefs kingdom because of this Andy Reid run, specifically the Patrick Mahomes era. Well, the spoiled part of it also comes into play that we don't just expect really good play during, during the regular season. Like, we're okay. That's cool. That used to be really, really great, but it's cool now. But it's not like the epitome of what is necessary. What is necessary is facing this opponent, facing this giant, and making those plays, making the big-time, game-saving, game-ending plays, game-changing plays that if you're supposed to be a top-shelf defensive player, if you're supposed to be one of the top five defensive players in the league and you want to be paid as such, Mm -hmm. Go out there and make these plays this week.
0: You you know, superstars step up in big games, and and we're going to get to a topic a little bit later about that. If you want to be considered a superstar in your sport, you have to dominate when it matters most. I mean, Derek Jeter is the perfect example of a guy that's in the Hall of Fame because he showed up when it mattered most and made the big plays in the biggest games. Chris Jones has got to do that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, heck, we can look across the parking lot and go back to the – the fourteen and fifteen runs of the Royals and talk about big guys stepping up in big times when yep. they had okay seasons or maybe all star level seasons, but they are remembered here for Alex Gordon's home run, right. Hosmer's triple, you know, uh Salvi's single down the, the the left field line to win the wild card game. Like they're remembered for that stuff. And I feel like uh I don't wanna go 10 years, 20 years down the road. And what we're thinking about Chris Jones is, you know, he was a really, really great player and a really, but he, he did it during the regular season. Like this is a time where he can change that narrative. This is
0: where legacies are created and contracts are signed, Dayton. All right. We'll talk to you again on, uh, on Sunday. And players only on Thursday, Thursday night at six, right?
1: Yep. Players only. I'll have Desmond Moses in. So two Jersey guys, another defensive guy, unfortunately, but I'll I'll have him in there and uh, we'll have some good times.
0: All right, my man. We're looking forward to it. Can't get here soon enough players only. And then of course the game on Sunday and you know, he was going through some of those Royals and I'm going around the diamond right now, Josh, every single player had a big moment in the postseason. Gordon had the home run. Kane obviously played at an MVP level. Moose made the catch in the dugout. Esky with the leadoff home run. Zobrist had how many big hits for the Royals in the postseason? Hosmer's mad dash home. Salvi single in the wild card game. Wade Davis coming in with first and third after a rain delay, getting guys out like... Every big money player, Kendrys Morales with a big home run against the Astros. How about Johnny Cueto stepping it up in game five and pitching lights out? Like, I mean, there are just moment after moment after moment in the playoffs where every single one of those guys on that 14 and 15 team had a big play it had a big moment for, i mean even alex rios had a big hit in that that comeback against the uh, the houston astros i believe he started that whole inning off with a with a you know a a, a a nondescript single so there has been somebody that did something in every every guy on that team that's a name that you remember did something big in the playoffs it's time for chris jones to do that on sunday i guess if you're a bengal fan you can come for a price next